Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to the Family History Edition yeah. of the Penn Cinema Podcast. We're just talking about all yep. our many, many relatives yep, that we have in The circle of life. Yeah. So I have a fun little um, parlor game that we play with my family. Yeah. If my dad's in the room, name a historical American figure and we're related to them. Right. Yeah. You can just like, it's like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Is that the, is that the seven, six degrees? Seven, no, it's seven. Is it seven? Seven minutes in heaven. Six degrees of six separation. Degrees, yeah. Six yeah. degrees to Kevin Bacon, but seven. <laughs> it's that seventh step that I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one, that's the one peak. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not in heaven. I'm yeah. in bacon. You're in bacon. <laughs> I'm in Kevin see, Bacon land. See, it's different in my family yeah. because it's no matter what. You know, genealogy yeah. tells you yeah. we're Native American. Yeah. Well, I always assumed. clearly. I always assumed clearly, even though there's no trace. <laughs> no, no, no. We're pretty sure someone said they were pretty sure that someone else right. was right. Native American. Right. And those tests that you got back, yeah, they obviously they, they didn't hear about that conversation. The DNA so. must be wrong. Obviously. Yeah, it's clearly wrong. <laughs> My great-great-grandfather would not have lied. No. It couldn't just be that he lived near Indians. Right. Yeah. Isn't it funny to think that, like, we look at a genealogy chart and it's like, oh, that's your great-great-grandfather, like, just for an example. Right. And I obviously don't know anything about your great-great-grandfather. I have no idea. Let's call your dad. He probably related. We're probably related. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but, like, isn't it funny to think, like, that was a real dude. Yeah. That was, like, a guy who told funny stories and probably lied about some stuff. Like at some point, I mean, yeah. everybody lies about something at yeah. some point, you know what I mean? Oh. For a variety of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he had his own like version of a podcast. Like maybe every Wednesday night he was at the local saloon, like out in talking the, about how he was in Nebraska, yeah. you know, <laughs> complaining about his parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. I mean, that's basically he's the just show. A, he's just a name on the paper. To you and me. Right. But, like, he was a real dude. He liked things. He liked bacon, but not with his eggs, just next no. to his eggs. He would finish the bacon first, and then he would eat his eggs. Right, because heaven forbid they touch. I'm saying. Yeah. But it's funny. Like, he's got that quirkiness. <laughs> and we don't even know. I don't even know his name. He was probably like, what? his kid was probably like, are we need an American? Yeah, sure, whatever. And he, like, <laughs> yeah. went on with his life. And, like, <laughs> or, that became, right. he swore that we were Native American. Right. <laughs> Because back then, that was how you did DNA tests. Right. You yeah, went yeah. down to the bar, you know, and you asked your grandpa, where are we from? Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. Hey, Pop, did you ever know any Native American girls? Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, were. Totally. Yep. Yep. Your mother. <laughs> right. And he got distracted. Right. And like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Mm, speaking of your mother. <laughs> Wait, can we just talk about my mother? Yeah. She was visiting this weekend. Whoa. She watched three movies Get out of town. in the movie theater 
And we all watched Matilda on Netflix. Whoa. Yeah. How'd you like that song that's that's real big with the dance with the hands and they go like yeah. this and then I we'll get to Matilda at the end of the show. I yeah. didn't I didn't like it. <gasps> I mean I liked it. It was it was good, but it was it's a very special, unique I think there was yeah. It's a we'll there's a nuanced it. audience, mm. I think. Mm. All right, so anyway, my mom was in. She watched A Man Called Otto, wow. Fablemans, and Avatar in, in high frame rate 3D. Whoa. She came out of Avatar and I said, hey, Mom, how'd you like it? And she goes, oh, it was wonderful. I said, great. She goes, a lot of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> you think they can cut that out? Right? She's like, I don't know why there has to be so much fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of your mother. Yeah. Vin Diesel. Revealed a trailer. I feel like Fast I should like punch you in the nose or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, are, the, the are you like starting to fight? The connection is ambiguous. No, ambiguous. It's un- yeah. <laughs> unsaid. Uh, yeah, we're gonna leave it unsaid. Most people, when they talk about your mom, right. They're like, no, Vin Diesel. Yeah, how they're connected, right? And why I look a lot like Vin Diesel, I don't Nobody know. Nobody never no, really right. said. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. I get that a lot. Vin Diesel's revealed a trailer for Fast Ten. Your seatbelts. <laughs> Is coming sometime, quote unquote, next month. Uh, Whoa, that was a new voice. Yeah, he said that in an Instagram. That was a scary that voice. That was his voice. Yeah, I, I, I know. channeled him. Yeah, it was awesome. It's all about family. <laughs> that's not weird that's at a, all. That's the normal yeah. Vin Diesel right, most people right. when they make the Vin Diesel voice. I thought you were choking on a pistachio nut or something. <laughs> no, 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 clearly. Man. So what are we saying? Vin Diesel has revealed that there's a new trailer coming for Fasten Your Seatbelts, and it's going to be revealed next month. Yeah. So, okay. basically, pump those brakes. <laughs> right. Because that trailer be coming up quick. Right, right. Yeah. So, what's next month? There's a big one in March. It's Ant-Man. Ant-Man goes on sale next month. Or, I'm sorry, next week. And so, I bet you the Fast 10 Your Seatbelts is going to be dropped with Ant-Man. I mean, I know they're two different studios. But I'm saying, I'll bet you they target yeah, yeah. That, that busy weekend. You're probably right. So is that news? Like, all right, that's news, but yeah. that's whatever. It just seemed they were making a big deal about it. Yeah. And I know, you, you know, we can't mention your mom without Vin Diesel. Right. I right. had to make sure that we connected. And also, that. you brought it up at the staff meeting this morning. I did. How we don't give you enough opportunities to use your Vin Diesel voice. <laughs> yeah, I said, guys, I clearly do a great right, impression. Right. And Brad was like, all right, give him a shot. Yeah, you know. let's do it the one time. Yeah. And I'm like, right. Has me a corona. And they were like, <laughs> right. whoa, Vinny, whoa. are you here? And Mike was like, are you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> Brad was like, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't get sued. Do you think we <laughs> Do you think we have too many people in the staff meeting? Do you think we should cut it and trim it down a little bit? Yeah, I mean, 120 seems about right. <laughs> I thought it was right. weird when we had to build bleachers. <laughs> yeah, well... I kind of like the Coliseum. The Coliseum idea. approach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine you and me sitting here doing the podcast like in the, in the middle of an arena. <laughs> the arena is only the width of this desk, so it's like really tight seating, just really high up. <laughs> All right. Speaking of tight seating, James Cameron has revealed that Avatar 3 will introduce a villainous group of Navi called the Ash People. Yeah. Now, let's go back. We we talked about Avatar. We reviewed, we, wow, we invested a lot into the Avatar franchise. We did a our first ever commentary track. Right. With, with the first Avatar, which you can go look up if you would care to listen to it. It, it was great. Yeah. It's amazing. I know at least three people who listened to it. It was probably the best commentary track of all time. Whoa. It's great. 
Definitely the best commentary track we did last year. Definitely our best commentary track. Mm, yeah. True. Of all true. the commentary tracks we've done. It's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> but what we never just so we did the commentary track and then we gave a full review of Avatar 2. Yeah. Well, I, I talked a lot about Avatar and, and and you glazed over a little bit. Uh, uh, let's not get. I, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I don't remember it that way. Yeah. But you're probably right. <laughs> Which is ironic. Who would have thought? Given our positions going into the movie. Right. Yeah. But I, that's what we do. We keep people guessing. Yeah. You never know what's going to yeah. happen here on the Ten Seven Podcast. But what we never talked about, because we talked about it a lot leading up to Avatar Two, but we never talked about it since the movie released. Remember, leading up to Avatar Two, the big thing was like, hey. If this is successful, we're going to do the trilogy, and if it's really successful, we're going to commit to like a like a what was it a four show or five? Well, originally they were going to do four more, including the third one, and no, three more, including the, the third one, and then now they're saying five. Yeah, up so to Avatar Seven. My point is, I think that Avatar Two: Way of the Water. Or is it the way of water? Yeah, has has proven to be successful enough to green light all the rest of them. Well, Avatar three is already filmed, right? So Avatar three was coming no matter what. It was just whether or not they edited it to be the end of the franchise mm. or to progress into Avatar four. However, I was reading today that Avatar, the way of water, has almost broken even. So it's not quite profitable yet, but it's almost even. Which is enough for them to invest into. Which, I mean, more. we're only four weeks in. Right. It's going like if it's going to break right. even, you know, now it's going to be profitable because we're only four weeks into the theater, and that doesn't even count not only the remaining theatrical run, but all the derivatives afterwards. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, it, so it's fine. So three, I think they're gonna they're gonna go ahead with uh, making. Or inevitable. Yeah. Okay, so Avatar 3 will introduce a new villainous group called the Ash People. Yeah, and apparently they are the, uh, some articles refer to them as the Fire Navi. Wow, so we've done land, air, sea, and now we're going to do fire. So I think it's weird. I, I'm wondering if the original tribe, I can't remember their name, if they are would be considered land or air. Because they had the air beasts, right? And that was their like thing. So I'm wondering if they're considered air. You would think instead of just land, right? Even though they did, they had the horses too. But I think it was mostly focused on the air, air guys. Yeah. Huh. So there could be a land one to come yet. Okay. You never know. You never know. We'll you have know. to wait and see. Why not? Do, do we know when Avatar three drops? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it's been talked about yet. All right. Fun. Don Lee. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know, right? Good luck pronouncing that one. Mm, well, I, that's, took, I practiced. That's why I left you take this headline. I was like, I'm not even taking a You're shot. You're like, Donnie? And I said, no, no, no Don no. Lee. <laughs> Wait, what's that scene, Step Brothers, <laughs> where she's like, I'm Pam. And Will Ferrell's like, Pan? And she's like, no, Pam. <laughs> Pam? Oh, is there a B on the end? <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Yeah. All right. So Don Lee, somewhere or other. Don Lee. <laughs> Is set to return as Gilgamesh in Eternals 2. The Smurf? Yeah. The, the villains from the Smurf. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don Lee said to reprise his role as Gilgamesh for Eternals 2. Now, what is the big news here? Is the big news that Don <laughs> Lee, a character who died in Eternals, is right. going to be somehow reprising his dead character in Eternals 2? Or... Or... Is it that there's going to be an Eternals too? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> They're so, both pretty stunning. Yeah. This uh, this came from I guess his not what's not the his management company like announced that he is okay. on to reprise the role. So it's not from. Disney saying Eternals 2 is coming and right so this could be something that he signed a contract X amount of time ago mm. and the movie's not yet you know greenlit or whatever but they're like oh well he signed the, yeah. they're going to make it because he signed the contract right nah yeah do we know like you you probably can pick I, I can't I have no idea who Don Lee is mm. so he was there were he is the guy who um his, his like power was his strength, and he was the one. I don't know how much of the movie you remember, but uh, um, Brad Pitt's ex, what's her name? Julie Roberts, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie's character. Yeah, he was the one that was taking care of her as she was losing her memory. Gotcha. I remember. I can yeah, picture he, that he now. He cooked a lot. Yeah, it was his like thing. Yep. 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 So, okay. Well, David. Yeah. As our resident Star Trek expert. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. our yeah, yeah. And our yeah. number one Star Wars fan. I mean, only the prequel series, of course. <laughs> Avi. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is reportedly sticking with you with the team Star Trek. Mm. Nicholas Cage is reporting I I don't I didn't catch what occasion, like how this came up in conversation, but he reportedly has no desire to be in any future Star Wars movies, but he would be in Star Trek. And the quote here is quote, I'm a Trekkie, that's where I roll. I'm not in the Star Wars family, I'm on the Star Trek family. I thought he said I'm in the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, he said I'm currently <laughs> right. working on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh so Nicholas, Nick, can we call him Nick? <laughs> we can. Nicky boy. I mean, don't you listeners try to pull that off? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> you, know. that's you gotta be tight. Well, you gotta be in show business like us. Penn's basically related to him. Right. Just <laughs> right. ask his dad. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's been in the news because of Renfield. Right. And then, so right, right. All the, now they're talking to him about all these different things, yeah. like uh, Face Off sequel. Like, uh, there was a lot of Nick Cage news. And of, of the five or six stories mm. of his that really were just him talking about, like, yeah. just him talking. Spitballing. This is the only one that I thought was kind of interesting. Because okay. people are always like, how come so-and-so doesn't be in, you know, Marvel yeah. Or, yeah. or Star Wars or right. whatever? And so he's holding out for Star you, Trek. You get that a lot, too, don't you? Why aren't you in the new Star Wars movie? Yeah. I, get, yeah. I do get that a lot. Yeah. They were like, you're – first off, people say, Chewie? <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, let me Wait, put your shirt on. Right. <laughs> they're like, oh, that oh God. <laughs> I thought, thought you were Chewbacca for a second there. Um, Simple mistake. Did you see the Brian De Palma quote and decide it wasn't newsworthy? No. Nicolas Cage, in assuming sort of a similar conversation, went on in that press tour to say that he would like to revisit Snake Eyes 2. I saw, yeah, okay, I did see, I saw the title, but I didn't read it, because it was, in, it was like, right next to, basically, he him saying that Face Off 2 was 
a thing that he wanted to do. But at, of course, at the end of the articles, they're like, well, there's no actual like production moving right. forward. It's just Nicholas Cage saying he well, would like Well, what to I do thought it. was interesting about this is Brian De Palma and he, Nick Cage and Brian De Palma teamed up for Snake Eyes. A wild ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a wild, if you haven't seen Snake Eyes and you want to see, have you ever seen Snake Eyes? I'm not, <clears throat> that I can recall. I'm not saying that it's like a great movie. Right. Like, don't misunderstand me. We are talking about Nick Cage here. But what I am saying is it's a wild ride. And it's worth, if you haven't seen it, it's worth seeing. So Snake Eyes is, he plays like this, like, caricature of a detective. Sort of the typical dysfunctional, you know, rough and tumble detective hunting bad guys or whatever. Trying to solve a a mystery of sorts. And Brian De Palma and him were like peas and carrots, as as Forrest Gump would say. (laughs) Me and Jenny was like peas and carrots. Oh my gosh. And they never worked together since that film. So what I'm saying is like. Suffered succotash, right? I, right? You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> right there, Uncle Sam. Add some lima beans. <laughs> Suffered succotash. Wait, not, li- not, not Uncle Sam. What's his name? Uh, Foghorn? No, we Sam. The the Western guy with the with the big hat on Bugs Bunny. It's, it's Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam, yeah. But he didn't say Suffer and Succotash. Oh, I thought he did. I thought it was, wasn't it Foghorn Lakehorn said Suffer and Succotash? You know, Fog, have, Big Chicken? Oh, yeah, I know. Are you yeah. talking to me about you? You're asking me, you coming over here. You're coming over here. You're coming over here. You're coming over you got me. You're going to be coming. you fooling around. You're kidding me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You, you, yeah. Do we need to look up who said Suffer and Succotash? Listen. I know who Foghorn Leghorn is. That's yeah. like my everything I ever learned <laughs> about classical music. Was from Foghorn Leghorn. Was from Looney Tunes. I'm looking it up. Okay. So anyway, Yosemite Sam <laughs> said sufferance like a dash. <laughs> Why were we talking about this? <laughs> oh, so here it is, all right. Sylvester, we were Ruth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Suffer the suckadash. Suffer the Now, I was trying to be a professional and report on one of our beloved colleagues, Nick Cage. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And you totally sandbagged the whole conversation. Suffer the yeah, You're gonna have to edit this whole thing out. Get, don't worry, I've definitely edited and, it out. <laughs> right. It's totally right. I would never. Right. Thank God. Yeah. Just see, it's nice that we have that level of trust. Yeah. You don't even need to listen back. Right. I won't. Just trust. I, yeah. I know. Yeah, I cut it. Right. Yeah. That's great. I never cut it. What? What? <laughs> what? Huh? what? <laughs> okay, here's one for you. Yeah. The produce one of the producers of the current hot movie Megan, which by the way, maybe that's what we should watch next week. You know what? I was going to say I wanted to watch that next week. Yeah. Anyway, one of the producers, Jason Blum, is that the same guy from Blumhouse? Yeah, it's yeah. the guy who did Blum. the main guy. Yeah. He has a prediction that that I know you're going to appreciate, and a lot of our listeners will appreciate, especially everyone's favorite sister. Yeah. Jason Blum predicts that RRR will win Best Picture, and he goes on to quote, mark it down, please. I would not. I will be shocked if it does, but I won't 
I I won't be upset. I'll completely understand how it would. I want it to. I don't remember who the other contenders are. Well, the, everything, everywhere, all at once, which I think is a better movie. Absolutely, it's a better movie. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Absolutely, You're it's right. a. Be- <laughs> right. I, I just checked here. I don't see it on your list of things. You, you, you don't you have no clue. You're right. You're right. <laughs> what kind of movie are right. are? Right. You're right. And you, know, you can't even be like, oh, I watched one of the many other Indian right. movies right. we were supposed to review. Right. Because no. you've, you've gotten out of every single right. one of them. Right. Everyone! Right. <laughs> so you can't even say that's not my genre. Right, right. it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Suffering, sucking it. But I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. With all that being said, yeah. everything I've worn all at once Should is win. a better movie. Yeah, it's a better movie. I mean. <laughs> yeah. How would you know? Oh, I've seen it. I've seen them both. Um. Anyway, I think that there's a chance it will. I'm, I think there's a chance that RRR will win, just because I think people will. Academy voters will appreciate the chance. They will think it's cool to vote for a historically different. Right. She wins Best Actress. RRR wins. Something like that, or Everything Everywhere wins Best Director, Best Screenplay, right. you know, etc. Yeah, all the less awards, and RRR gets Best Picture. First, Tolly was it Tollywood movie to yeah, I don't know win such and stuff. I, I didn't. There? I haven't even seen the movie. What? I know. It's crazy. Get out. No, it's crazy. I thought it was just up no. here, like right. backer. No, we had it. Didn't we? No, it wasn't here. Oh, it never came but it's, here. But it's going to come here, right? It's coming back. Because I think there was a thing. IMAX, maybe. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. IMAX, baby. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm looking it up now to see if I can come up with a date. Oh, you hopefully will. While we're talking about that, um, Megan, there's an under, under, there's an unrated version coming in the works. Um, there's going to be like more bo- blood and a bigger body count, um, more threes in the name Megan. I'm I'm assuming, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, the movie's doing well. So the story was um, the one of the writers, Kella Cooper, said that there was a lot more body count in the book than the screenplay. Oh, that's what he was alluding to. And when they there talks, there's talk of re-releasing the movie as an unrated version with a lot bloodier, gorier content. And Cooper goes on to sort of say like, Hey, I have a pretty dark tone. My natural position is dark and turn that light on. Right. Come on, brother. Look, if I'm going to go see Mithrigan, Mithrigan, not Mick, just Mithrigan. (laughs) Well, it came out in Ireland. They named it (laughs) Mithrigan. Mithrigan. Um, there's also I thought he I thought he made two interesting comments. Well, I'm sorry. He he additionally made two, first off he made two more comments. You gonna finish up on that RRR stuff? Did you find anything? I did not. Okay, all right. First of all, he said there's going to be Megan sequels. Okay, which after the fact that the movie did over thirty million dollars oh, opening yeah. weekend, people were hoping it would do sixteen or seventeen million, and they said there's a chance it could do twenty. Yeah, we're totally we, we got to watch Megan. Yeah, so we got to yeah. watch Megan. There's going to be sequels coming. But the interesting thing that, that he said, which I felt like when I read this quote, I was like, this guy could be my friend. Like, this guy could be on the show. 
like we frequently get people who are like, "Oh, I could be, I'd be a great guest on your show." Yeah, yeah. And we're like, "Nah, yeah. <laughs> we we got you know, it. You know, we're good." We don't so want someone coming in here trying to be all smart and so shit. Next thing you know, one of us is out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know which one. We're right. not willing to risk it. <laughs> right. Neither one of us wants to roll the dice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it would definitely be me. I would be out. <laughs> Namesake, totally gone. Right, gone. Fun fact. When the Penn Cinema podcast first started, Penn was one of the co-hosts. It's crazy. Yeah. You would have never thought. No, yeah. Anyway, here's what he said. He said that he is really excited about the success of Megan because it could pave the way for more unapologetically fun horror movies after years of, quote, elevated horror dominating the genre. I think that's great. That's what I've heard about this movie is yeah. that it's not as wacky as it looks It's going, like it's right. going to be, but it's like just kind of just enough to be fun and yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kids downstairs love this movie. What I think is funny is how you're like, I think we could be friends. But what happened is you'd see him across the room <laughs> and like somebody would say his name from behind him. And just as you're about to make eye contact, they'd be like, What's the good? Alec, he'd be like, huh? You turn around like, and, but you would be like, that's it. We're done. We're mortal enemies. He snubbed me for someone else. I'd be like, that's not even his name. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're, he can't even hear you. That's how far away right, you are. Right, right. Yeah. Because he snubbed me so fast. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has ever been snubbed by more famous Hollywood celebrities than Penn Ketchum. But you, that's your next book. That's <laughs> Penn Ketchum and the celebrities that snubbed me. <laughs> it could be a picture book. Oh, my God. You don't have to do it. Right, right. Well, yeah. anything about the story of my life, obviously, is going to be a picture book, and it's going to be rated R for <laughs> And then there'll be an unrated version where there's more bodies. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's, please. That's uh, all the news. Tie a ribbon on this. That's uh, fit to print. Oh, he did it. Now moving on to trailers. This first trailer. It looks like looks like Encyclopedia Brown's gonna be all over it. Mm, this could be this is gonna be a big year for horror fans. Horror this, fans are gonna have a big time in 2022 Electric Boogaloo. I think people are gonna love this movie mm -hmm. if they like horror. Mm -hmm. I mm -mm. am making a decree right now. Mm. <clears throat> I don't want to watch any more trailers for this movie. <laughs> I cannot, uh, I, I don't want to put uh, this into my brain. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you completely. And I will say for you listeners, yeah, how much I appreciate you. I watched and did not look away. Yeah. I, Only I, out of my commitment, my professionalism. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for it to get, better <laughs> well no i was waiting for it to get more evil dead like classic evil dead which is like it's hard but it's like corny almost comically over the top mm. horror like it's a little scary but it's very 80s like right people get possessed and then they're floating around and then the right. and then the good guy's like well i'm gonna get you with my boomstick you know yeah, but it's it's very obviously they're taking it into a more realistic horror. There's no Ash in this, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Was the character in all the other Evil Dead movies played by Bruce Campbell? What about Renfield? 
Renfield opens up the week before Evil Dead. Yeah. So if you're like this type of genre fan, and I don't know if you would count the two movies as the yeah, same. I know. One's a comedy. One's like a dark comedy, right? Yeah. And the other one's a horror movie. I'm giving Renfield my trailer of the week. Ooh. I. It was actually a pretty tight uh, fight for me against another movie uh, that we'll t- we'll get to, but. Um, I'm going to give Renfield my trailer of the week as well, but I have to say I didn't really love any of the trailers. I, I it's mostly getting it because it surprised me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would have said there's no way Renfield's going to be interesting or good or whatever. Right. And now it looks like a movie that I want to see um, out of curiosity. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be good. It looks funny enough to warrant my time. Okay. No, I totally agree. I, who's the guy that's not Nick Cage, the main character? Uh, he Is it Nicholas Holt? He played the Beast in the X-Men movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he looked familiar. He he looked... Yeah. He made me laugh in that trailer. Yeah. Sort of subtly, you know, very quietly. Right. Understated. I, I, I'm psyched for this movie. Is I, that Aquafina that's with him? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Aquafina. Nice. All right, what's the next one? Scream 6. Just when you thought they were done, baby. March 10th. The only thing I liked about this trailer is if you are either a New Yorker or you've been to New York a lot, the subway system has a very distinct ding when the doors start to close. Like it goes ding and then the doors close. And they have that sound effect in the trailer. And they use it, I think, to great effect. Like the timing of it, like it sort of marks the time of the trailer. Um, I thought that was really clever. I thought it was really good. I could care less about the movie. The big deal here is that it's not in the town that all the other screen movies take place in. Right. So. um, It's also what? Kind of self aware that, like, I mean, this isn't new. The other one. Well, in the Scream universe, there are movies called Slash or Stab or something, and that's where the face mask comes from. And they're they're movies based off of the movies that we watch. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talking about train noises. Fun fact: train down at Dutch Wonderland. (laughs) My boy, you know the subway, the like the the people mover tram or whatever. Yeah. 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 My boy Kent does the voice for that. Atta boy. I know, right? Nice. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. I bet you he does a fine job. Woof. Now, is that the kind of thing he did once and now it lives on in perpetuity? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like the little voices that say that are, that, are, oh. <laughs> that are laughing at the end of the Penn Cinema logo at the beginning of right. the movies. And people Penn are like, Cinema. are that your, are those like, your children? Right, right. Somewhere there's somebody... You know, who did like, that? It's me. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing is, none of us, nobody knows who it is. Right. Someday there's going to be like, it, there's going to be one person from like Seoul. Right. And one person from like Ludwig France. Right. And they're going to come over and they're going to be like, we got married. Uh, we met recording this laugh track. Right. It, we're going to right. get married at the theater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next trailer is a teaser for After Everything. Uh, this was nothing. My thoughts on this are... Uh, yeah. It, I don't even... I Like, literally, before we sat down to record, I had to relook up and see what this movie was, because yeah. I had forgotten. Yeah. It's a romance movie about a songwriter? I don't know. 
I can't remember. So the next movie is called Emily, which is a funny, I have a funny story about Emily. Yeah. Emily is a period piece about a famous author named Emily, like Brian or something who mm-hmm. wrote Withering Heights. Yeah. Whoever wrote it is named Emily something. Emily. And Spenner. the funny thing is I got an email from my guy at Bleecker Street, the studio, yeah. and he was like, you want to open Emily at the end of February? And I was like, sure. And then I went online and I looked up the trailer. I'm, I'm sorry. He asked me if I wanted to play it at the, at the end of February. And before I answered, I went online and looked up the trailer and watched it and I thought, oh, wow, this movie looks really great. Um, so I wrote him back and sh- I said, sure, I definitely would like to want to book it, but I want to make sure I'm watching the correct thing because the trailer that I watched said it opened in October of 2022 turned out. So he wrote me back and he was like, no, that's the wrong movie. That's not our movie. And I said, all right, well, you know, send me what's your movie. And he's like, oh, it stars Emily uh, McKay, I think, or Mackie and um, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, no, that's the same movie. And he sends me a link for the trailer. And I'm like, that's the exact same movie. Well, here it turns out he wasn't aware that Warner Brothers had already distributed the movie in England back in October. Yeah, because we've actually done this trailer before. Oh, this same trailer? Yeah, because it came out. It was supposed to come out last year. And we reviewed it when the trailer came out. Oh, that's so funny because I didn't recognize it. I was like, I've seen this before. And then I was like, oh, this movie was supposed to be out. And then it just never happened. Interesting. Um, but it was probably one of those weeks where we had like a billion trailers. So right. Well, anyway, I thought it looked good. Me. This was my runner up for trailer yeah. week. Mostly because yeah. it looked like a good right. period piece. Yeah. And she's got that badass tattoo on her arm that says freedom in thought. Right. Right. And then there's the next movie. Hilma. Yes. Which is about... Girls who want to paint? Yes. Great. Yeah. I was wondering, I was waiting for you to finish that sentence because I wasn't positive that I had watched the correct trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like if I hadn't watched this right after Emily, I might have been more interested, but I kind of zoned. Yeah, I zoned out too. But also I wanted to ask you, I was counting on you. Mm. Um, is this movie like... Does one of them have superpowers or like premonition ability or like some kind of like if 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 I felt like it 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 had a mystical angle to it. I think it's more of a creative film angle, like to show her creativity. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. It's not gotcha, actual gotcha. Yes. like fantastical things. It's just like the filmmaker is, is expressing her, her creativity. You know? Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And those are the trailers. All right. So trailer of the week, really the only one that I sort of like would tell somebody like, Hey, you should go check it out is Renfield. Yeah. I'm a bit more enthusiastic about checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on to our movie review this week, we watched the whale and we had a whale of a time. Yeah, we did. Listen, yeah. If you want to have a good time. You're looking for laughs. Right. Right. This is easily. A romp. Right. <laughs> romp. A roller coaster. Right. Right. A wild ride. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. You want to get your blood moving. I haven't laughed so hard in years. I didn't. I started laughing right. at the beginning. Right. And, and I didn't stop for about an hour after. Right. Yeah. Right. It's the whole way home, my cheeks hurt. Yeah. No right. doubt. You know why I was laughing so hard? Why? Because I spent half the movie in the lobby talking to Drew laughing. <laughs> you did what? No, I'm kidding. You bet. Did you? No, I'm kidding. No, did you? 100% watched this movie. Okay. 100% watched this movie. 
Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now, if you count coffee and bathroom breaks, I still think it's like ninety nine percent. I saw this movie. Ninety-eight percent, ninety-six percent max. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. All right. All right. That would be more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Eighty percent, but that's all. That's, that's all. All, all, you. <laughs> all right. I saw the opening sequence, but that's all. <laughs> as soon as he ran away with the circus, I was like, "All right, I'm, You're out. I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out." Yeah. Yeah. I what? did. It did make me hungry for pizza. <laughs> Folding it over. Is that and wrong? Eating it, <laughs> is that, you know, like is that wrong? At once. <laughs> What did you think of the whale? Um, I did not like it, but I will recognize mm. that Brendan Fraser's acting is superb, mm -hmm. an incredible performance. I will respect the movie being very well made. Like it's a, it's a. I mean, it, we're obviously being very sarcastic. It's an incredibly heavy movie. Yeah. It takes place over the period of what four days? Wasn't it like Tuesday to Friday type of thing? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, well, yeah, I think it's like Monday to Thursday or something. Monday to Thursday, whatever. Yeah. But it, you know, it's it's one of those movies that like it starts, and, and I, I did like that. I like movies that are like take place over a short defined period of time. Um, I, I thought it was I thought it was a masterpiece of a movie. And I'm sure it's going to get all kinds of Oscar buzz, and it deserves all kinds of Oscar buzz. I did not enjoy it. I think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Wow. And I'm not using our BS rating system. Right, right. I legit think Sincere. this is one of the, the best movies I've ever seen. Why uh, do you say that? This, I found this movie to be incredibly touching mm. and real and heavy and scary mm. and sad. Mm. And a lot of it could be me because I know I saw it with uh, with LOL Jamie, mm. and she will swear up and down that she didn't fall asleep, but there were <laughs> snoring, <laughs> and she kept trying to make jokes, yeah. and I was like way into the movie. Mm -hmm. I bawled my eyes out on several occasions of course. for this. Um, I mean, getting a little personal, but this, it's like I related to this movie on so many levels for just one growing up with like family friends that suffered from this, then like my own weight struggles. It's not like that or anything, but it's, you know, you have this fear when you struggle with that kind of stuff, you have the, that fear of like if you lost control or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but then on just, but I think, can I just hone in on that point for a sec? Mm -hmm. I think everybody can relate to something like that right. in their life. You know my, what I mean? Everybody has something like that. Because my major connection wasn't necessarily weight, but more just like helplessness of a disability because right. I suffer from uh, severe back pain. And there was a time in my life where I could barely move because I hadn't figured out what the problem was and how to treat it. And at that point in time, I related to so much of his immobility yeah. stuff. And like... Like the one scene he's he's hurting and he drops his phone. And there were times when I dropped my phone and I wondered what's like I didn't I had no idea how I was gonna get it. Cause to the act of leaning forward and bending down to the floor was so incredibly painful that right. I couldn't fat like I just knew it was and then I just like Prayed that nobody was gonna, that nobody that I wanted to talk to was finally gonna call me 
in this. Like the the fact that not only was it like I couldn't have an emergency, but you're desperate for any type of positive reinforcement, right. and it is now miles away from you. Yeah. And so that's just that point of view. And then and then there's the whole thing of like he's so like seeing the positiveness mm. in other people. And not being able to see it in yourself, right? And not accepting it in yourself. There's just so many angles of him, like wanting his daughter to succeed. The whole big thing where he's like, "I just want to know that I did one right. good thing with my life," and willing to give everything up for this one thing, where in reality, like he could have had so much more if he would have just helped himself, and right. he didn't. But then you have the people who lo- like. There's the people who abandoned him, or even like I think even the the ex-wife has a love for him and she's so ang- she's so nasty to him because she's so bitter mm. because you have that very touching scene where she like makes an excuse to like hold him right and oh my god and yeah and it's like very clear that she even with him becoming as disgusting as he is that moment is still like a safe space. Like Beautiful. she, yeah, she wants that even with as bad as, and they're both broken people. Right. And they, and, uh, you know, but she's, she's got this hurt. So she's nasty to him, but then you have the, well, let's just call her sister-in-law for lack of a, right. you know, basically she was his sister-in-law and she is a health professional and she has a genuine love for him and she helps him in the ways that she can but in helping him, she's enabling him. Right. And, you know, like bringing over the sandwiches and everything, like not buying him, like buying him whatever he wants. And and I'm sure it was like a gradual pace to get there. But and it's she, just. And she knew that it was problematic. You know, she'd right. hand, him a, hand him a meatball sub and be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know why I'm, why am I buying him the sandwich? You know, right. she, as she's handing it to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think his, he, if he doesn't win, Best actor. Yeah. It's insane. And honestly, uh, Sadie Sink, mm-hmm. I think, should be a run-up for supporting actress. Yeah, I do I, too. I thought that the two of them and the lady that plays his sister-in-law, her to a, a slightly lesser degree, all did Oscar-worthy performances. Just... <sighs> I think you could say everybody in the picture, even the pizza guy. Yeah. Like his what two seconds of just glancing at the door right like was brilliant like it was just perfectly played and it's insane that this movie has only six people in it right including the pizza guy right six people uh i don't know it just it's so so much of it was just like hard and scary and hurtful to like in a in a not a negative way and not uh, yeah it just it it's I've seen people from what I've seen and from what I've experienced in my life. This is just, it was very touching. Now I can't recommend it for anyone who's gone through it because it makes, you know, it's even harder, but I would, if you want to see an amazing performance and you want to see a very touching movie, um, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. I guess that's, that's sort of how I would land as well. And we've, we've given this type of review before where like, if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend, like if you want to be entertained and you want to, you know, you're going out with a friend or something like that, then like this is not your movie. 
Yeah, this isn't like do not come see this movie if you're just looking to get entertained this weekend. But if you want to see a master class performance in the movies, this is I mean, this movie will be recognized by film studies for ages. Ages. This is a movie for people who love film. And later we're going to talk about a movie for people who make film. And also, this is a movie for people who love film, and I would say also for people who love the human condition. Yes, yeah. Because this main character's struggle is with obesity, but I think that the... Um, Anyone who struggles with anything. Anything. Yeah, any addiction or or, or vice. Or character defect yeah. or insecurities or anxiety oh, or yeah. depression or like whatever you're struggling with, like this guy, you know, and it's an extreme or whatever, you know, but... Um, I think we can all relate to this guy, you know, especially like the part about like, like when he sort of goes off the deep end and eats all, all, you know, he's like angrily slamming ham onto his pizza that he's triple decking and, you know, that kind of thing. Like he knows how bad that is. Like he knows he's literally killing himself, himself. but he does it anyway. You know, we've all done that. We've all made really bad decisions and we know they're bad decisions as we're making them. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like it's it's a great movie for people who want to see amazing movie or who want to who you know really appreciate and have an interest in the human condition. Right, right. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Is it doing well? Because I was shocked that the theater felt full. It's doing okay. Yeah, it's doing okay. I mean, it wasn't packed, but it felt like. Here's the interesting thing. There's a lot of people there. It's the kind of movie where A24, it's from A24, and they gave us, uh, they brought the movie to Lititz on this January 6th, and the idea was that it would expand on the 13th. It's not expanding. Really? Yeah. Expanding to other locations? I'm sure it's expanding to other locations nationwide, but it's not going to the other two Penn Cinema oh, locations right, right. because it just it's not doesn't have the audience. Right. So that's, a, that's kind of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Although you wonder if as it gets closer to the Oscars, if you get... It might come back. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Once once the buzz starts circulating. Because I know anyone I talked to about it, like 90% of them had never heard of it. What um, What did you think, and then I'll tell you what I thought. What did you think of the, the very, very end? I think it was probably the best way the movie could have ended. Any other ending would have ruined the movie. Yeah. I think... I think it was like the most, it was the best way it could have ended. Yeah. It's insanely sad, but it's a better way than showing what had happened. Right. Like showing it from his perspective right. was probably the best. Yeah. Especially when the movie dealt with afterlife so much. Right. Yeah. And how about that essay that the daughter wrote? I mean, we heard it a yeah. few times over the course of the movie. I mean, it's a stunning, like, the only part of Moby Dick that she liked was was the descriptions of the whales because it distracted the reader from how depressing the, the book is, right. the, the life is. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. It's, I mean, it's a, this is a deep movie. And it, I started out the review by saying I didn't enjoy it because I, I didn't really enjoy it. But now I'm talking myself into, like, I almost feel like I need to go see it again. Like, I feel, I'll bet you there's layers and layers that I missed. Yeah. I, it's, such a hard movie to watch again. Right. But I'm even kind of like, I could watch it again, maybe. But I, I'm i at the point now where, like, well, the first time I watched it, I almost wanted to go completely solo. Yeah. Because I knew how heavy it was going to be. Yeah. And now I'm like, I could see it with 
the right people that I would want to have a discussion with about right. it. Like right. I wouldn't just go see it with anybody. Right. So okay. I'm going to say best movie ever. Best movie ever. And yeah. David said sincerely, one of the best movies he's ever seen. Right. So it might be on the top of your 2023 list. It might be. So far it is. So far it is. Yeah. This is our first movie of 23? It yeah. is. Because last yeah. week we did uh, like a look ahead. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So moving on to listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments, and suggestions. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, email us, podcast at pencinema.com. That's the new email address, mm. just in case you were wondering. New for 2023 part two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the longest Andrew wrote in. Yes. Thank God. Yeah. Been a minute. It had been. Yeah. And he said, here's some more names other than 2022 Electric Boogaloo. Right. The sequel of 2022. <laughs> he said, what about 2023D? <laughs> you know, <laughs> David and Andrew, I have to tell you, I didn't yeah. get it. Until now. Until you said it out loud. Right. I didn't get I saw it and I grinned because I'm like, oh, D. Yeah. I didn't get like I'm like D. I don't I, okay. I just thought it was like one of those left field quirky things. 2023 D. 2023 D. Which works. Yes. I like it. Brilliant. I like it. Brilliant. High frame rate. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I definitely, definitely high, frame high frame rate. Yeah. And then I mean they're both great. Like I don't know which one of these two I like better. Like right. Electric Boogaloo is good, but it's such an it's inside so long, joke. Right. Like people aren't. I like this next one. This is my pick. 2023. This time it's personal. This time it's personal. Yeah. I think that's kind of the winner. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. All right. Joel Codes wrote in and he said, I just saw Violent Night. It is my new favorite Christmas movie. And unlike my previous favorite, Die Hard, there is no saying that this isn't a Christmas movie. It's got Santa. It's got reindeer presents. It's got Christmas magic and a magical miracle happy ending that only happens in Christmas movies. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, and we liked. We talked about it. We 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 enjoyed it. I think it's one of those movies that like, I'm like, eh, whatever. Right. Violent Night. But then the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, like that's that's like, a great movie. It was fun. Yeah. But here's the thing, and I'm not taking away from the movie really. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm you know. But here's here's the thing. This is the thing. The thing is. Wait, what's the thing? The thing. Okay. Right. This is All it. Right. This one. Here? This this is it. Okay. Not that other one. Not the next one. The, this oh, this one is the thing, right? Hold on, is this the thing? The thing. Okay, is, all right. The thing is, <laughs> all right. And what about the thing? <laughs> I'm going to talk about the thing. Right, the thing is, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the right. thing. The thing is with this movie, The Violent Night. Yeah. The problem is, the thing is. Yeah. This movie was great, and for right now, it can go ahead and be one of your new favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. But it was not great enough to become an annual, like, mm. we are never, we're not going to be sitting here next December wishing and thinking, like, hey, we should bring back Violent Night mm. for Christmas. We're going to replay. Wait, was that the thing? That's the thing. Okay. Not right. this. Okay. That was the that thing. That was yeah. the thing. We're going to replay next December. We're going to play Christmas Vacation and Elf and It's a Wonderful Life and all the other, The Grinch. Yeah. You're going to Polar play. Express. Whoa. But I'm saying this movie, Violent Night, was a great Christmas movie, oh. but it's going to fall the way of like Bad Santa 
or like yeah, uh, those yeah, other yeah, sort yeah. of dark Christmas comedies. Yeah. And somebody's going to say, everyone's you, going to love them for a certain period in their life. Right. Right. Yeah. And also somebody like, for example, Joel Clodes. Oh. is going to bring it up in conversation like six years from now. How come we don't have it? Every, everybody else is going to be talking about like naming all the cliche Christmas movies yeah. and he's going to try to be different and be like, you know, my favorite Christmas movie, my favorite Christmas movie, Violent Night. Right. Yeah. And then he'll just stab people. Right. He's, yeah. he's going to say, I'm not influenced by movies no, no, no. is what he'll say. I think he's going to say that as while he's stabbing. <laughs> yeah, right? he's, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that makes sense. We heard from everyone's favorite sister. Yes, thank God. Yeah, she said, here's my top 10 anticipated movies for 2023. This time it's personal. Mm -hmm. I like this list. This was an interesting list. It overlapped with our lists. Yeah. But not entirely. No. It did It did give me pause. There were a couple things on here that gave me pause. Made yeah. me rethink my list, but I'm not going to change my list. She said, number 10, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. We gotta remember she's a huge Disney, Disney. fan. Yes, it's true. Then we got Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. I'll give it. It looks fun. Yeah, okay. And fun and funny. Then she said Haunted Mansion. No, she's wrong. She said, have, have you seen the <laughs> cast? And I say, have you seen the cast? My favorite thing is when people tell me something they like and I say, no, you're wrong. No, sorry. <laughs> you're wrong. You can't eat all There's like no way. There's no way that you are anticipating. You are not anticipating Haunted Mansion. You think you are. Right, right. You think you are. But when push comes to shove, no, no. you're not. No. This, you're not. This is way off. Then she says Dune <laughs> 2. two. Which this has, should have been my number one. Even though. That was the sub, that oh, was subtext. I, I missed, I missed you, that. You, you had to. It was in small print. You had to zoom oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So there was regret. Right. Right, right there. I thought it was interesting. I mean, having not seen the fine print. Yeah. In the absence of the fine print, yeah. without seeing any additional fine print, I thought it was interesting that her Dune 2 is even deeper on the top 10 list than it was on my top 10 list. <laughs> you mean non-existent? No, it was on my top 10. Was it 10 or something? No, it was remember. like six. It was, six. it was like five or six. It was six. Oh, it was even past yours is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It was like further away than mine. Yeah. yeah. Mine was sixth. Hers was seventh. And do you remember what my number five most anticipated movie of 23 is? Un untitled yeah. movie. The, unti yeah. the untitled buddy comedy. Right. 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 Well, then she says John Wick 4 is not number four. Jean. It's number six. Jean Wick. Then we have 65, okay. which is right around yep. where I had yep. 65. Yep. Then she had The Marvels. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No, the Marvels. Oh, the Marvels. Yeah, which wasn't was on, even on your list at all. The Marvels. Marvels. Yeah. Then she says Ant-Man, which was on my list as well. Okay. I think right around here. Then she says number two. What's up? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That is a lot of trust. Dun, 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 dun. You know, everyone's favorite sister looks to me like someone who, who can get burned and turn around and forgive. I love it. You that's know? the sign of a quality person. That right is. There. That's why she's everyone's yeah, favorite. That's right. Yeah. Everyone's second favorite sister is super cool, but not forgiving. No. Yeah. Not like you think. Right. Yeah. And then her number one movie for next year, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Let's go pee. That's not the subject, the subtitle? Crickets. Crickets. Where are you at with this? This wasn't even on your top 10. This no. was pretty. We didn't, neither of us had any Marvel movies. So I didn't think. Oh, I no, no. Any. I had Guardians. It, I but it was. My Guardians yeah. was like eight or nine. Like mine yeah. was pretty back. And I think you did have Ant-Man. Yeah. 
Quantum Mania. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a problem with Guardians being number one. That movie is so fun, and hopefully number three is going to be more like the first one than the second one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And also, I respect putting Indiana Jones up towards the top. You know what's funny though? There's a movie that both of us want to see, right? And it was pointed oh, out. Yeah. I was with. I was with Don Demond, mm-hmm. the longest Andrew. <laughs> Love that. And. The Abacus. And I don't remember which one of them said this to me because, honestly, they all kind of form into one person in my memory. Well, also, the Abacus was keeping count. Right. And he, and 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 he, because it was one of them. Right. They. I mean, they. Right. They. Their pronouns. As the, as the three-headed conglomerate they are in right, my head. Right. Said, how come you didn't have Creed 3 on your list? Oh. I thought about Creed three a couple days after we did that show. I don't I, know how I, it totally skipped. And I thought to myself, how come we didn't have Creed three on that list? Yeah, because Creed three would have definitely gone on that list. Me Had too. I, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if it was just not on the list, or I just like skipped over it. it has to be on reason. the list. I mean, it's not far away. It's two months away. Right. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Creed three. What's up? Well, that's about it for listener feedback. Yeah, that was awesome. So that brings us to the conclusion of listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments. Um, you know so what else we need to talk about? <gasps> Last week we made fun of a couple people. No. <laughs> and then it turned out we shouldn't have. No. <laughs> yes, it's true. No. I know, it's hard to believe. Who did we make fun of? Well, first we made fun of Jeremy Renner for having a skiing accident. And then it turned out he got run over, <laughs> run over by, by a 70-ton s- snowplow. <laughs> oh, please. If you can't handle a snowplow, you shouldn't be using one. <laughs> he wasn't using Exactly. When I saw a picture of it, right. I was just oh, like, oh, oh, geez. I, know. <laughs> oh, geez. I thought the same thing. Because I was picturing like some cool Hollywood celebrity with like a cast on his on his foot. You know what yeah. I mean? How like celebrities look all cool when they're, you know, in- but at the same time I was like he owns one of those? <laughs> like, he's just driving it around? No, he wasn't driving. Yeah. He was skiing. No, he wasn't skiing. He was pulling his car out of the out of the snow, his wife's car or something, and then he got out of it, and it started moving, and he tried to get back in it to stop it, and oh. got ran over. <laughs> oh, see, that's funny. That's some funny shit right there. And then, second of all, the mystery gobble. My, my boy is sick. He's got COVID. Again. No, I'm saying he still has it. Like we were sort of remember last week we made the joke like does he maybe he doesn't really have it because he's just faking to get some alone time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, my boy's down and out. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's gonna be okay. He's faking it for a long time. He's gonna be all right. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying. Like, yeah, so what's up? (laughs) Mr. Gobble, come on. Come on, gobble. You got all this time on your hands, you can't write us an email? Yeah. What's up? (laughs) What's up? It's all about us. Yeah, exactly. David, I have a serious question for you. Yeah. I want to get heavy for a minute. I know this show has been incredibly late the whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> no heavy parts whatsoever. No. So I'm going to bring it down for a minute. I want you to do really. What have you been doing? What you've been watching? What you've been reading? <laughs> David leans into the microphone, all serious. I made a vow <laughs> today that I wasn't going to cry on the show. Right. And you... <laughs> to the very brink 
I am almost done a absolute fabulous book called The Book of Them. <laughs> mm. And uh, it's a great story. I highly recommend it. I would say read it, but you won't. So Wait, well, oh, I'm sorry. Finish your thought, and then I want to talk to you about books. Yeah. Uh, it's about uh, people, for some reason, start losing their shadows. And then the longer you go without the shadows, you start to lose your memory. But then there's like, uh, if you misremember something, it will change reality to match the way you misremembered it. So, for example, like we kind of like, you know how people with dementia can get. So it's kind of like dementia okay. because they're losing who they are. Right. Um, but like a guy pulls, he's got a, a gun and the shadowless person's like thunder stick. And he's like, I don't know if I can fire this gun. Like, did he change it? And from then on, all guns, when they shoot and they hit somebody, they make a thunderstorm where the bullet hit, like inside the person. Yeah. Um, or, like, or if you forgot that there was a door to the room you're in, there would no longer be a door. And you'd be trapped. Like, people die because they're trapped in the rooms. Yeah. Or they oh forget that there's a stairwell, so it just becomes a hallway. Or one of the most outrageous ones... Someone looked out the window or something and forgot that the Statue of Liberty wasn't an actual giant monster, and thus the Statue of Liberty becomes a giant monster and attacks New York. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's so creative. But Somebody the, came up with that. Yeah, the book isn't about the magical stuff, and that's what's so crazy. Like, it's one. Of, it's a very small thing. Like, yeah. Like, it's about, like, the survival and the sadness of losing yourself and everything. But then they'll be like, how many matches do we have? And the guy will be like... I thought we had more, but it's possible she just misremembered how many mm. we have, and now we have less. Yeah. So, I on the topic of books, I was recommended passionately. Yeah. That the book that a man called Otto is based on. Yeah. It's supposed to be amazing. Really. I mean, I loved the movie. We'll talk about it in a minute, but um, the book is supposed to be just like one of the best books. Last week. And the week before, you've been going on about Babylon. Mm, babbling? Yeah. And how... Oh, right. The last 30 last minutes 30 is minutes the best... Needs it's to be the seen. best montage I ever saw. Right. And you said, last 30 minutes is the best montage. Yeah. I stand by that. You, you stand by that. This movie was horrible. <laughs> this movie was offensive to my senses <laughs> i was in auditory overload the entire time and i wanted to leave and i <laughs> stuck it out because of the stupid ending that you said was so valuable now i'm not saying the movie is like the acting is bad the acting is fabulous does it have a purpose no, it doesn't get good. It, I will say that the second half is way better than the first half. The first half is just nothing. But the <laughs> horns, my God, Penn, the horns. The horns, David. It's not like here's a bunch of songs with horns. It's, you know, the song in the trailer. That song. Again. Mm. Over and over. And then it's going to get quiet. And then they're like, let's make a decision. And it's like, it's, you know how 
the Christopher Nolan movies, it's like, it's so loud, right? Yeah. Right? Imagine instead of, and I couldn't enjoy anything. And then when they finally finished the guy, because it's like the guy, there's a horn guy story. Right. And when that was finally over and it calmed down, I was like, ah, yeah, sweet Jeebus. Here we are. Right. My my head hurts. This movie's three hours long. Yeah. And then we get, I'm like, this montage is coming. Pen. Remember that half hour montage? Well, it was like five, ten minute montage, but it occurred at some point in the last okay. half hour. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. Because I was yeah. like expecting a half hour montage. I was like, that's it? It's over? It's done? That was it? Okay. But it was but a pretty it, no, incredible. It's, it's, no, it's fine. It's, I get, I get, I get what you're at. Yeah. But I was so exhausted. But this is a movie that reminded me very much of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Which is a movie made for and by people who love Hollywood for being Hollywood. Yes. Not, they love film. No. They love Hollywood for the things that make Hollywood. Right. And I can respect that. Right. What I can't respect are those damn horns. <laughs> so you love the horns. So what I'm saying, throw some subtitles on and mute this thing. <laughs> and you probably have a pretty decent movie on your hands. Is that your review? Thumbs down, said the clown. Said the clown. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, my review of Babylon. My God. I was heated afterwards. I was like... <laughs> Well, David, you will be happy to know. I hope it makes you happy. Mm. Babylon's last day on planet Earth is Thursday night. <laughs> on planet <laughs> right. All copies right. are henceforth <laughs> deleted. destroyed. Right. Destroyed, deleted, empty the trash. Yeah. Shit is gone. I tried to look it up because I swore that I read something before the movie came out about the horns being a problem mm. in the movie, either critically or they changed them because of test audiences yeah. or something. Well, I, I didn't know quite when the right time to tell you this was. But you didn't watch most of the movie. No, I watched the entire film and loved it. But my one of my thoughts was I called the studio. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know what would make this movie a little better? How about more horns? Can we crank this up? Right. So they actually sent me a special version with, a, with extra horns. A better mix. Yeah, it right. was a remix with more horns, and you, you, more constant horns. You scratched 11 in on the dial and, right. and broke it, it up. past right. the 10. Yeah. Exactly what <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, that's you're, you're welcome. Thank you. Can I just say that? You're a god yeah. among them. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so what have you been up to? <laughs> well, I haven't rewatched Babylon, even though I'm dying to. Mm, have um, you? I'll tell you what I watched. Yeah. I watched a movie that is going to, it's it's going to be on my top 10 list for best movies of 2023 until it gets bumped off by some of the ones that are already on our list. Yeah. A Man Called Otto is amazing. Really? Now, here's the thing. Before you start throwing your phone books at me, mm. I'm not saying it's original or that it's, I mean, it's predictable. You, you from the time you first saw the trailer, you knew what was the plot. Right. Right. He gets a cat. I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, it is told so well and the acting is so good. I, I just loved it. I watched it with my parents 
and my daughter. So you had three generations, and all four of us just absolutely loved this movie. It looks heartwarming. It is. It's it's so such a feel good movie, but it's not cheap. It doesn't take you off the hook. You know what I mean? But it's you know, but it it is a feel good movie, and it is. So good. And we you, loved it. You want to know why I would rather watch Megan this week than that movie? Because <clears throat> last two movies I watched were full of feels. Yeah. Anger and sadness. <laughs> right. And even though this is a positive feel, yeah. I just like to see something and not feel anything. Well, fair enough. And that's fine. We'll watch Megan. Yeah. But I will also say this movie does not require emotional fortitude. Oh. It's touching. Yeah. But it's not like moving. Although we all did tear up towards the end. If you don't want to be touched, then you move. Right, right. I watched a lot of football. My parents were in town. And then also I mentioned um, we watched Matilda on Netflix. Yeah, I watched some football, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw the Titans play the Jaguars for... Wow. guess what happened during that? The Jaguars won. Well... You don't even know. There was a point. Well, I didn't know the ending. <laughs> I didn't know the ending. <laughs> but there was a point. You slept. Where, no, and, uh, oh, I, oh, I watched, um, I should say, I watched uh, Rocky Balboa. Oh, that was a, our was our movie night. Such a good That's movie. where I saw some, some of the sports ball. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, this is good college yeah. football. And then it said oh. NFL, and I said, Titans? That's an NFL team? I learned something. boy. <laughs> I didn't know they were an NFL team, and I thought we were watching college football. Yeah, up until that moment. Yeah. Well, so. I'm just so proud that you knew it was football. You actually got the name of the sport right, so yeah. we'll give you big props for that. Yeah. Now, apparently, the Titans had a more elaborate name, and it changed. Oh. And that's why I didn't know who they were. They were originally called the Titanics. No, it was the Titan something. Like they, they had like. A city name, city name, something Titans with, you know, like the San Francisco. <laughs> yes, David. The San Francisco 49ers. what? <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. 59ers. Oh, those 48ers. 48ers. Yeah, 59ers. 59ers. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mom. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you from talking about your parents. No, I was talking about Matilda. So, oh, Matilda. so I was just saying, my parents were in town, so we were doing a lot of stuff, and I didn't really see much. But we did watch Matilda, which, again, I didn't really love it. It's not a kid's movie. Mm-mm. It's not a musical. It's not a straight-up comedy. I thought it was too much. What I heard is it was too much of a musical. Well, there was a lot of music, but, a lot it, of but it wasn't good. Yeah. I didn't enjoy... I wasn't, like, tapping my toes. It was more like people just sang... It was almost like an opera. They sang a lot of their... There was one... There was an opening sequence. <laughs> there was a montage, if you will. It mm. wasn't... It, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. It was not a montage. There's an opening sequence where they sing an entire song and you don't think anything of it except, oh, that's a nice song. And then they reprise and sing the entire song. And on each lyric, like each new line, they point to something they're walking by. So like the the first line starts with an A and they point to something that, you know, A and B and C and the whole way through. It was really clever. I thought it was an incredibly well-written tune. And um, that was the best part of the movie for me. When it was, before it came out, there was a lot of hype around the song... She does the hand movement thing. Yeah. And she's like walking forward. And there was a lot of like people were online like recreating the dance moves and everything. And there was a lot of hype around that. And then the movie came out and it was like radio silence. So 
I think that you're with the general audience. Yeah. It wasn't great, although there are parts of it that are enjoyable. Well, it was really visually satisfying. It was yeah. visually amusing, and it was neat. And it was, it was like, whatever. <laughs> Put it this way. Again, it doesn't fall in a category of like, oh, I'm, I, I have told nobody, like, oh, you got to watch. You got to see Matilda. Right. Nah. Right. Well, brah, here we are at the end. Ah, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, once again, we're going to be watching Mithrigan, otherwise known as Megan. All right. David's going to watch the American version. I'm going to watch the Scottish Scottish, version. Yes. Yeah. yeah, We'll compare notes. Right. Um, Someone was saying, asking me if I was going to go line dancing, and I said, only if I can go in full Scottish garb with a kilt. (laughs) Yes. So my twirls matter. Perfect. Yes. Um, Look, if you want to be a part of the show, the number one way to do that is email us, podcast Mm. at Mm pencinema.com. Or hit us up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, we're over there. There's always a little bit of something going on. Something, something. Going on over there. But if you want to support the show, what's the number one way to do that? Well, you know, David, I know that you and I discussed at the top of the show our families. Mm. And that's what a lot of people are doing now. A lot of times you get together with your family and it's always like, what do we talk about? What do we, you know, what do we have in common? Where, where's the common ground? Nothing says... Family common ground, like the Penn Cinema podcast. That's true. So what you want to do is you want to get your family involved. And you start with the ones that you can't talk to. You know, the the most awkward family members ever. Like, maybe you have a great-grandmother who can't hear anything. You want to start with her. Mm. She's like 96 years old because she's going to love it. She's going to love Babylon. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you dial those folks in. And then... You get extra points if you have one of your parents write into the show podcast at pencinema.com. Ooh. Yep. Yep. If you can get your parent to write in yeah. and say something about the show. Yeah. That's clear that they said they come up with themselves. Right. For you. Right. I don't care what they say. Right. I will give you the biggest high five. If I ever see you. Right. And we'll give you some tickets. Oh. Oh, yeah. But you gotta get, we've got to be legit. you got to be legit. Yeah, we, your parents. We don't want you to, like, you know, doing, like, Tony Baloney and, like, going and creating a sticky note out of a cardboard box. And it's got to be better than my son told me to write in. <laughs> right. My son tells me about your podcast, and then I want a, something else. Right. doesn't have to be podcast-related. I want to know how, you know. Penn's dad telling me how Penn's related to, you know, George Washington yeah. or... Oh, it's true. Or your family dog right. or, you know, maybe they went grocery shopping earlier in yeah, the day. bonus points if they tell an embarrassing story about you. Oh, yeah. triple bonus Gold. points. Gold. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a challenge. But look, if you don't have any family... Mm. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Easy peasy. Yeah. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> Well, once again, for the Penn Cinema Podcast, I'm David Walton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.